briefly today going to look into Jesus the Word. If you want, you can open the brackets. If you don't, you can't open the brackets. But Jesus the Word as the voice of God. Jesus the Word as the Jesus the Word as what? Guys, what's happening? Because even prayer, I'm like, I can't even do anything, but Lord, today, first let me be gentle. Amen. How many of you can hear God? Raise your hand. Only one. How many of you can hear God? Okay, how many of you say, I can hear I think sometimes I hear God, but I'm not sure. Raise your hands. And how ha- ha- you? You don't hear God. <laughs> Lift your hands. So let's start like this. How many of you can hear God and you know without a doubt? Raise your hands. Louis. <laughs> and our brother, sometimes you might miss. And, okay, can put that down your hand. How many of you can hear God, but can raise your hand? Hey, maybe. But maybe the ones who are between to say sometimes, sometimes not. Maybe sometimes the move for sometimes the move for this. Raise your hand. Such I understand. I Amen. So I, I often hear the word is, I can't hear God. How? Hmm? How? Imagine you're, you're in a relationship with somebody. Then they are ever talking. And the other party is not talking. What happens? Muribabiri. Party A, party B. This is my party A. It's I'm always the one talking. Will I ever have time to listen to what Patibi has to say? Mm. I hope you, you know where we're going. So you find that whenever you are in a relationship, whether with a human being or with anything, there's, there's always a tendency to for what? Communication. So communication is not supposed to be a monologue where you are the only one who's talking. And the other part is not talking. Or you are always talking and never have time to. For instance, if your phone is battery low, what communication does it show? Notification, right? And if you want to use your phone or you want to communicate to your phone, what do you do? You charge it. You even press the buttons for what function you want it to do, right? Or even just with your friends. When you want to talk with your friends, there's always that moment, otherwise, it becomes dry. Isn't it so? Come on, an agreement. But do you know that when it comes to our relationship with God, we are often selfish? Because we always want to be the ones talking. We always want to be the ones that God should hear us. And we never take time for us to. 
Because sometimes even when we're talking to God, we are so preoccupied with what we want and what we need him to do that we forget to hear what he wants and what he needs us to. Amen. So you find that before the times of Jesus, from after the fall, to Malachi, or to Matthew, the beginning, God did not speak to men one-on-one because there was no relationship between God and man. Because the only relationship that existed between God and man was God and his prophets. Are you seeing that? eh? God and his what? Prophets. Everyone else had to go to a prophet to hear God because there was no relationship. That's why even when Jesus Christ came, he said, I came to introduce a relationship that you may have with who? The Father. Are you seeing the importance of God the Father, eh? So the reason why you call God as Father is because you have a relationship with him. It is just not supposed to be a one-sided thing where, and God is trying to talk to you, but you are shut. Amen? So because you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it means you have God in you. Now, how do you talk to somebody within you? And how do you relate with somebody within you? Amen. But before we get there, let me just bring the story of Moses. Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 2. So remember what I've said. God in olden times used to speak through who? The prophets of God. Are you seeing that? He would speak through who? The prophets of God. That's why you find from Genesis chapter 3, we hear prophet who? Prophet who? Even Abraham was a prophet. Yes, it's a scripture like that. Abraham was a prophet of God. So he moved from prophet to prophet to prophet, all the way up to prophet John. One prophet after. But read Hebrews 1 verse 1 to 2. Those who are there, you can read for us. So God who in sundry times had spoken to the fathers, the fathers which means all the other people, he spoke to them via who we call a prophet. But in these last days has spoken to us through his son. Who is his son? Jesus. And who is Jesus? The word. Are you seeing that? Eh? Jesus is what? The word. Because in the olden days, with the Bible. the Bible from Genesis to Revelations. Are you seeing that? So which means that the first medium of communication that God will use was Genesis to what? Revelation. Because God in past times spoke to them by the prophets, but to us he speaks to us through his son. So your starting point for hearing God is where? The word of God. Amen. The word of? So the word of God comes in two ways. What you have in your hands is called the Logos of God, which is the written word of God. Amen? The written what? Word of God. 
some of you will know that you've been hearing God. When we were doing seeds and weeds, eh? And we were having that five-day fasting. I had a lot of people tell me to say, na kwetama weeds, lesale ndangama weeds. Now, question, if God doesn't speak to you, how were you able to know that those were weeds? How? Are you seeing that? Eh? So, the second way in which God speaks to us is through either the rema or impressions within us. Okay? So, the first way is what? What is the word? The written word of God. Now, if you don't know your written word of God, Amen. Then the spoken word or the spoken voice of God comes in these formats. Amen. So the spoken words of God comes in one, promptings. When God just moves you, you just feel like, I am moved to fast three days. I feel like I should fast. I feel like that's God communicating something. Because the first sometimes is there to help you break foundation of the situation. So that's, the, that's how the spoken word comes. Those promptings. The same promptings. Some people were like, I, had, I, 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 I was upset with a man. But I just felt the need to go ask for forgiveness. I seen that. Did they hear the word of God? No. It was God who was saying, if you are going to act like my child, this is what you are going to do. Oh, apologize. And the, and the prompting kept on becoming strong. Go apologize. Go apologize. That's God speaking through his voice. Amen. Um, the second way in which the speakings of God come is through the audible voice of God. The problem that we have, especially either in our youth or in our generation or wherever, we all just want to hear the voice of God should come and tell you, that's, that's, how, that's how many of you are. You just want, so you don't always have to wait to hear the audible voice of God because that audible voice of God, God speaks when he wants, not when you want. The ways in which God speaks is not because you wanted it. It's because God wants to speak to you through that. Does any of you manufacture dreams concerning your future? So then why would you want God to give you a voice if he's the one who's manufacturing the way to speak to you through dreams? Ah, we'll get to that point. We suck a man. We'll get to that point. Amen. So God will never come and tell you to stop sinning or direct like this. Doesn't work. I'm going to share this story, although I haven't asked for permission. So there's a brother of yours. Some of you will be able to relate. Me, I told him to cut his hair. He refused. 
Faith told him to cut his hair. He refused. The mother also told him to cut his hair. He refused. When he entered into fasting, he hated God. And it was only by the message of God that God told him to cut his. <laughs> so he was waiting for the audible voice. Now imagine if he waited and waited and God did not speak. What would have happened? So you should know that in as much as we are in the time where Jesus Christ is speaking to you, God still speaks through prophets. Amen. God still speaks through who? Prophets. That's why sometimes you receive prophecy. Is it that God cannot tell you? He can. But certain times when prophecy is coming is to edify you. It's to show you direction in which you ought to go. It is still God speaking through the man concerning your life. Are you seeing that? So that's the third way those spoken words come. So remember number one? Promptings. Number two? Audible voice. Moreover, the only few people that we read about hearing God's audible voice is Samuel and Moses and the children of Israel. And the children of Israel said, Ah, Moses, you will talk to God for us. As we won't talk to your God, you will be the mouthpiece to, to reach us from God. Because they were scared. It's a scary thing. Imagine Chabi or Murum Waker, then Wabanga, a bit of voice you could have been. When I'm going in more than you have a paper, and I put tea as a voice. When I got in the witchcraft. So I said, Where is what? Prophets. Prophecy. That's how God what? Speaks. Amen. And also dreams. Amen. So that's the way God speaks audibly. That's how it's because it's not written anywhere. Amen. So that's the oral speakings of God. Amen. So now when the speakings of God come, they come for different things. Amen. But before we get there, let me just answer Louise. Every other communication that you're going to hear or confirm it with what? The written word of God. God will never speak outside his written word. Are you hearing? God will never speak outside his what? Written word. Are you listening? God will never speak outside his what? So whether it is a prompting you are feeling, check the word of God if that prompting is in the Bible. Because you may receive a prompting, I think I should go smoke. Is that from God? Are you seeing that thing? Because God is against such. It says, be sober. Especially in the New Testament. Be sober and vigilant. Be sober and... So that prompting is not from God. Because it's not in the word of God. You receive an audible voice. Which tells you, jump off this cliff. Or jump off a top beauty. For instance, you go on as far as Finteco house. Then you hear an audible voice say, Jumpa manji. Jumpa, you'll be okay. Will you jump? Is that God? <laughs> yeah, it's the same one. If you jump off from this sea, angels will pick you up. <laughs> so you see that, eh? So it's the, you have to check it with the what? So whether it's a dream also, I usually tell people to say, dreams come in three layers. One, you may dream of what you have heard, what you have seen, 
Amen? What you have heard and what you have seen around you. For instance, when you have a horror movie, you have a horror movie, you have a horror Is that God or the devil? It's neither of the two. The dream is coming from where? You. Because your mind has put it in. And now your mind is replaying it and, ah, it's going to happen again. Amen. Because the, the other day, I think me and my friends were driving well from school. Then my friends, um, my friends were talking about rice. And they were saying a rice from a certain supermarket is very bad. Takes time to boil. Shan, 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 shan. <laughs> I went to sleep. And I dreamt somebody sent rice from I don't know where and came and brought to me. So now in that dream, we were trying to cook the rice, but it was taking time. So the same things that they said is the same thing I said in my dream. So when I woke up, I started thinking, hmm, is this God speaking to me about rice or something? Is it agriculture? And then now the, the, the thought just came say, oh, you guys had a conversation about rice the other day. So this is why you dreamt about it. Are you seeing that, eh? So before you even check whether it's God or the devil speaking, Check, what did you last dream think about when you were about to sleep? Or what was running through your mind the whole day? Okay? And then now you check, is it of God or the devil by checking the what? The written word of God. That's how you interpret dreams. And that's how you hear God through dreams. Amen? So you don't need to struggle with revelation on dream. I had a dream, I had a dream. It's not in the Bible, ask yourself. It's not there in the Bible. There's also another way in which you pray, and the spirit of revelation gives you the meaning of that dream. Amen. But that... Uh, you know, for example, you haven't been thinking about it and your dream. No, usually such dreams, what happens is you just pray against it. Because there are certain times you may be uncertain, okay? But for instance, as Louise had said, she asked the question, say, you want to make a decision, amen? So there was one time in my life I wanted to make a decision. And that decision was vital for my life. So I was in panic, I was anxious, I was worried, and I, And the other, if I chose the other foot, there was fear. If I chose the other side, there was peace. So I was about to go left, and then I had to say, God never, never uses fear to speak to his children. Are you there? Because every time God is trying to lead you into making a decision, he'll give you peace. There's a certain kind of peace that God gives you. Because yesterday I was offended with them. I prayed and God gave me peace. That peace is where you are in a situation. You know it's a matter of life and death, but you still have peace. That's the peace that Paul had. Because they said, if you go for, they will kill you. The Jews are planning to kill you if you go to Jerusalem. Paul just said, because ah, you had peace. Amen. So that's how it is. So the prompting sometimes includes peace. Amen. And if you look at that peace, he says, peace I give unto you, but not as this world giveth, peace. Are you seeing that? That's still a scripture. Because for me, that's how I received my peace. In a dream, I give you peace. Not that I've had peace. 
Not even a book cover and a cover now, secret. I can come, I can stash a name, I'm going to come back. My love, Amen. So, those are the ways in which God speaks. So, remember, every other speaking, it should be confirmed with what? The way. Sometimes not only with the word, confirm with your heart. Because for instance, you receive a prophecy. I tried gave last time. I said the prophecy might still receive cool. Yeah. I said, feel it from say this one is my even when they say this one's going to receive what? Oh no, they don't even say sometimes, they just say general statements. I say Shanjan, you just feel that that word is mine. Amen. Because that revelation is yours. Amen. So now, when the word of God comes, it comes for specific reasons. Amen? It comes for specific what? Reasons. Or it comes to bring various things. It starts even from the written word. The written word is there for a specific reason. Go to 2 Timothy 3 verse 16 to 17. 2 Timothy, so that we wind up. 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17. If you get there first, you'll read for us. So I need you, okay, read it loud and fast, and then I'll read it slow. Second Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17. scripture was given by what? Inspiration of God. So even sometimes the promptings, the prophecies, the what, they are coming by what? Thank you. Continue. Oh wait. Because if you look at the scripture, it's simply a revelation of what people receive from God and they put in ink. So even you will receive a revelation from God. Just there. And is profitable what? Doctrine. What is doctrine? What is doctrine? Okay, so when we look at you have to answer. Okay, can you give us a try? So, it's like rules and laws that pertain to a particular community or society. But in the circumstance that we're looking at Christianity, it's simply um, what the Bible says on a particular subject. Or simply what we Christians are supposed to believe in. Amen? Because, for instance, if we go to a different denomination, they have a different what? belief system, and we call that the Seventh-day Doctrine, the Catholic Doctrine, the Pentecostal Doctrine, you see that, eh? So all those are what? Doctrine. 
So when the word of God comes, for instance, right now we're trying to teach you the doctrine of Jesus Christ. So we're teaching you the entire thing about who? Jesus. So that's a doctrine we're trying to establish in you. Amen? That's it. We can go deep, but we just touch the surface so that you can understand. Next. Okay, wait. So when you look at doctrines, they're different. Amen? So there's a doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of wealth, shan, So it, it, it's on a particular subject. You see, the Bible is diverse that it touches every area of your life. Are you seeing that? It touches financial, it touches relationship, it touches business, it touches everything. But it's you to get into it and to look for that subject that you're looking for. So for instance, right now we're trying to establish the subject of who? Jesus. You can go on. Okay, for reproof. What is to reprove? Other versions are saying to rebuke. What is to rebuke? I just touch up on my hand. To make a correction. Amen. Kind of. But if you read a little bit further, such you should see that there is correction there. I've seen where. Uh, so what is uh, to reprove? What is to rebuke? Because other versions say to rebuke. If we say we rebuke you, what are we doing? Some of you don't even like to be rebuked. You always want to be right. What you're doing is wrong. Sometimes you use that so. Because you're always correct. You're always right in your own way. So, to rebuke is simply to criticize a fault. To criticize a what? A fault. When somebody speaks out against a fault that exists, that is to what? Rebuke. Are you getting that? So, when they see a fault, to say, the way you started acting like this is not good. That's rebuking. And they tell you this, this, and that. That's what? Rebuking. So, even when God comes, it's for all? Rebuke. I'll give back that example. Somebody did some, somebody wrong and God rebuked the person to say you should go what? Uh, should go what? Only a few people. Okay, it's not yet. That's it. Oh. Uh, anyway. So that's what rebuke is, amen. To criticize a fault. When you see a fault, that's rebuking. That's reproofing. And then now she said correction. What is to correct? <laughs> to correct is to correct. What's to correct? Okay. So rebuking sees a particular wrong and says that's a wrong. It's like you're criticizing a fault to say if you feel that's not correction. Correction is different. Okay? So rebuking is like you see a particular a particular fault. 
and you are just talking or making a statement about it. But you are not telling the person to turn away. So to correct now is to make right, to rectify, or to bring to the standard of truth. As she said, you turn somebody and tell them, say, e this. So this is the right way to go. Remember last week I was saying, okay, no, it's not this on the other way. Amen? So you find like, for instance, you're going the wrong way. You want to go to what, what example? You want to go to Cosmopolitan. Okay? And instead of you just going through this, what do you call this road? Italy, you're talking about Cosmopolitan. McKinney Road. Okay. So instead of you using McKinney Road, going to your right, you can go to your left as though you're going down McKinney. Are you going to Cosmo? So that somebody meets you and tells you the direction where you're heading is wrong. This is the right? That's correct. Mm -hmm. So you're bringing back the person to the truth. Are you getting that? The definition of love is you're bringing back the person to the standard of truth. We'll get to what is truth later on. Amen. What's the difference between good True. There's a difference between true and false. Why is Jesus called the truth? Eh? Such things are what you should ask yourself. Amen. The last part. After correction. For instructions in righteousness. So to instruct is simply to direct or to impart knowledge. So like certain times when we're telling you fast, what am I giving you? When I tell you, read your Bible, what am I giving you? When I tell you, love your neighbor, what am I giving you? Thank you. Let's go to Isaiah 30, verse 21. Hmm? <laughs> it depends with what it is. Because certain times when an elderly person tells you to say, go do witchcraft. Are you supposed to listen to that instruction? So now when we get to understand, okay, I'll, I'll just teach briefly on what Jesus the Lord is. Amen. So when you're doing something, the Bible says, do it unto the Lord. Even when you're listening to elderly people, it says, obey your parents in the Lord. Those that are in the Lord. Are you seeing the difference? So there's a part, there's a component of lordship, there's a component of Jesus Christ that has to be tied to the instruction that you are following. So even, that's why here it says the word of God is profitable, even for the instruction. So even the word of God that comes to you, or the word from an elderly person that comes to you, it's supposed to be still tied to the word. Because the word is the standard that we have. Because the word is truth. Are you there? Have I answered your question? Cool. Isaiah 30 verse 21, read. Isaiah 30 verse 21. And 
that they are giving, but the only problem is they are the only ones that are giving. This is yes. This is the way to go. The Bible says you shall hear a voice from behind you telling you what? This is the way to go. Then Proverbs something something, I've forgotten. But I know it's in the Bible. You can Google it. You'll find it. It's authentic. It says, there, are, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end, therefore, are the ways of death. Isn't it? So there are various ways in which we can go to cosmopolitan more. But imagine the person who's going down Mateni. Would they ever risk cosmopolitan more? No. Because here they can use Vumawe or they can use Makeni Road. To go to where? Cosmopolitan. So now imagine somebody who's going down Makeni. What will happen? They will never arrive at their destination, right? So God is saying, you shall hear a voice. It shall instruct you on the way that you are supposed to go. So it's not every way that you go. Because not always will arrive you at the intended purpose that God has installed for you. So you have to know the way according to God's Even your way of life is it in accordance with the ways of God. Your way of life is it in accordance with the way of God? For some of you, you, you even turned off the volume on the Holy Ghost on God. Because certain times you don't want to hear. Remember I gave you an example to say juice is always sweeter than water. But what do you need in order for you to live? Water. Because your body is made up of 90% of what? So certain times we are in pleasant things that look pleasant, things that look good to us, things that look impressive, certain types of ways that we see people portray and we say that's the way I want to be. That's the way I want to go. That's the way I want to grow. And God is saying there's a way that I want to instruct you but because you've shut me, you cannot go through that way. If you ignore your friend for, a too, for, for, for too long a time, what happens? For instance, your friend keeps calling you, keeps calling you, keeps calling you. What happens? And they're not answering. They flee from you, they stop you. That's how God will be when you don't listen to even just a single instruction. Remember, re-instructions also carry the manifestation of the power of God. So here when you see us, hey, receive Sometimes it's also because we're listening to what God is saying. We're listening to the instructions. Because in the instructions, there's power. In the instructions, there's power to turn you away from, uh, from wickedness. In the instructions, there is power to lead you to God. Jesus Christ said, I am the way. So it means there are many other ways that exist. But when the voice comes, it will instruct you, this is the way to go. Because that was the revelation concerning Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came and instructed them, this is the way. This is the way. 
Every way leads to a destination. So as God is instructing you in the ways of God, he's simply getting you to the destination of who? The Father. I am the way to the Father. Nobody goes through. So many of you, because you go in different ways, you are not able to reach the Father. That's why you don't have a relationship. Because from the moment you accepted Jesus Christ, from the moment you got baptized in the Holy Ghost, that relationship that you have is internal. It's within you. The Holy Ghost is within you. That's why you're able to feel promptings. That's why you're able to hear voices. Let me just touch back on the voices. The voices that you hear, you have to filter them with what? The word of God. Because some of you have heard God long ago. But because you feel like it's not God speaking. You feel like what words are coming in your mind are just imaginations. <laughs> You're ignoring God. that? How many of you say, I don't hear many voices, or even when I'm about to make decisions? How many of you can say that? Nah. Because all of you, even when you're about to make decisions, there are usually two voices. This one is telling you, go left, go right. Then some of you even say, ah, it's a man, I'm going to write a voice in the morning. I'm going to write a voice in the morning. Because I'm going to write a voice in the morning. So sometimes God is speaking in the stillness of your heart. Because the moment you accept it, you have the relationship with you in him. You have it in you. Amen? So the relationship exists in the chambers of your heart. Intimacy exists in the chambers of your Because even when you're about to make decisions, your heart is always involved. Some of you say, ah, zero nation, But it's boy. So you find that for you to now be able to be accurate in your hearing of God or in hearing of whatever you feel, the promptings and whatnot, what do you need to do? Read your way. The only problem with many, many Christians, both old and young, is because they want the man of God to read the word for them. How many of you read your Bible today? Lift your hands. Are you sure you read the Bible today? How many of you read the Bible yesterday? Raise your hand. How many of you read the Bible one week ago? Raise your hand. Are you seeing where the problem is? And yet you say that you don't know how God speaks. You know. The only problem is you're not tuned in to the language that he speaks to you through. The language is what? His way. Because if you're going to talk to somebody, some people you talk to them in vernacular. Some people you talk to them in bemba. If you talk to somebody who only knows vernacular in English, do you think they will understand you? No. If you talk to somebody who speaks bemba only, you speak to them in vernacular, do you think they will be understanding? No. So some of you misunderstand God because you do not hear God or you do not read the word of God. So you are not able to understand the language of God. So certain times when God is speaking, you feel like he's speaking Chinese. Yet you can hear the English. It's not that you haven't tuned into that language. Are you seeing that? Eh? So tune into the language of God. The language of God is simply his word. Eh? Jesus the word as the voice of God. So even before you qualify to these hearings of what, you start busy. Start busy. Read your Bible. 
Amen. Read your what? So that you can know the language of God. Because God's language is simply His word. Sometimes I usually ask people, how long do you pray? Six hours, four hours? I'm like, congratulations. Do you read your Bible? No, I don't. So now I always ask the question, say, so as you are praying, what are you saying to God? <laughs> what are you saying to God? What language are you speaking before God? <laughs> he can hear you, yes. <laughs> God can hear you, yes. He hears your prayers, yes. But when you speak the word of God, you have more effect in prayer. That's what makes some of us look as well. Ah! He's risen. God has lived. No, we just know principles. When you study the word, you declare the word. Sometimes you even just pray the word. You have a quick answer. I shall tell my congregation, look for the problem in the Bible and look for the solution. When the problem exists, you look for that problem in the Bible. And look for where the solution is for that problem. You notice that it's not everything that you pray about that you need to pray about. And you notice that now your relationship will not just be you talking. It will be you and God. Amen. Because God always wants to talk to you. Imagine Adam had fallen. And in his fallen nature, in his fallen state, God still came and said, Adam, where are you? Cain killed his brother, Abel. And yet God came. Where is your? These are men who are not even in God's presence. They are far away. And yet they are still able to. So tune into the language of God by reading the word of God. In your fallen state, in your lifted state, in whatever state, God is still speaking. Even in the silence, God is still speaking. It says that the silence of God is his speaking diggings. When God is silent, when you feel like prophets, you can't hear. Dreams, you can't see. Words, you can't receive revelation. He's speaking through dealing with you. He's trying to redirect you into his way. He's trying to remove the weeds that are within you. Are you seeing that? So often, we often tend to cultivate weeds. And so all we have in our minds, in our ears, in the speakings of God is what? Weeds. God says you shall prosper. Even in his way. God says you are healed. Even in his word. And yet instead of you focusing on the word, start cultivating the weeds. Do you think a farmer who cultivates weeds will produce fruit? No. He will destroy his soil. So that's how some of you are. You keep on cultivating weeds. Ah, weeds will grow better. Eh, where? So you need to cultivate seeds and the seed is the word of God. It is that seed that God uses to speak to us. It is that seed that God uses to produce fruit through us. Amen.
It is that seed that when we connect to, we are able to bear forth fruit and put in the work. Amen. She talked about putting in the work. One of the works that you need to put in is reading your word. Daily. Not Lelona Berengako, Marasna Berengako. I, I sometimes tend to have a busy schedule, like this whole week. I think the only time I missed reading the word was today in the morning. Because I so many things to do. But last night, because I didn't read during the day, I read what? In the night. Although the Bible says day and night. Are you seeing that? Ah, yesterday I did both day and night. Yeah. So you see where the problem is with Christians? We don't know the language of God. There was one thing that God told me. He said, son, my children misunderstand me. I'm like, God, where? How do people misunderstand you? Until I saw that people don't understand the situations that they are going through because they can't interpret it as God speaking to them. Certain times they feel like God is far away, yet he's close. Even to those who see, he's close. He's just telling them, because God loves each and every one of us. He wants us to abide and to dwell in his kingdom. He wants to have a relationship with you and me. The relationship that many people have with God is the same relationship you can have. But the question is, are you putting the work in the relationship? Because there's no relationship that you have that you don't put in the work. Are you trying to understand the language that God is using to speak? Because every voice has a language. Amen. Every voice has a 